Illinois fans, welcome to Cash Recruiting Roundup. Each podcast, I try to bring you the best information on Illinois athletics. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I hit a home run. You guessed it. My guest today is one of the nation's top assistant basketball coaches in college basketball, Tim Anderson. Brought to you by LionEyeGuys.com. Tim, it's truly an honor to have you join my show tonight. How are you? Good. How are you, man? Not bad. Hey, let's just dive right into this, man. A lot. I mean, you came on the scene late last year. A lot of people didn't know a lot about Coach Anderson and where you came from. So if you don't mind, tell us how you got your break or your how this started for you at, at the top level. Well, for me, kid, it all goes back to relationships and opportunity, you know. Um, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, kid, it all goes back to opportunity and relationships. Um, I'm real big on relationships, um, you know, especially the ones you develop through the course of your career and then outside of basketball, too. Um, so I was a one blessed to, you know, be around a lot of influential people when I was younger. And, and I soaked up as much information as possible, um, built as many relationships as possible. I started um, from Chicago, the West Side. Um, I played high school basketball at Crane High School with uh, the likes of uh, Tony Allen, Will Bynum, and a few more guys. Um, so growing up, you know, me and Luther here, we kind of grew up together. D. Brown, he's like a l- little brother to me. So um, like I always say, I was already always in tune with uh, Illini basketball. I grew up watching it on Channel 26. So um, familiar with that. But, um, you know, for me, uh, my path was a little bit different. Um, I graduated from a Division two school in Oklahoma Panhandle State. Um, had a couple opportunities to go play overseas, but really, really low-level jobs. And um, and I had a, had a child at the time. And then um, and me and my girlfriend at the time, we wasn't married, um, but she's, she's my wife. Um, and I had to make a tough decision, you know, whether to either continue to pursue basketball or get a job to take care of my family. So I ended up, um, you know, getting a job. I stayed on as a coach there. And it wasn't a lot of money. And I had... Uh, develop a, a great relationship with the president of the university and he hooked me up with the police department and I started working uh drug and addiction on the highway Texas County DA task force so I was doing that to help supplement my income then my granny and my aunt got sick and I ended up losing both of them those were uh you know two women that raised me right. um and uh and I end, I moved back home and I started coaching at Malcolm X so I go from a division two to a junior college and I did that for a year and then my high school that I graduated from opened up Crane. And I was blessed enough and fortunate enough to get that opportunity at a young age. And um, I ended up getting Crane when I was like 23. And I was there three years and um, we did a pretty good job. Um, uh, one of my mentors that I developed a relationship with who recruited me when I was in high school and he was in Northern Illinois and that's Southern Vermont, Ryan Marks. He was a coach at Texas Pan American. So that was my first job. Um, and to be honest, kid, like, People don't really understand how hard it is. They, they see now the success and being in the Big Ten. But, man, kid, I remember being on a $12 a day budget, uh, you know, as far as food and travel-wise hotel. I couldn't go over $39. So I was staying at, like, the La Quintas and the Red Roof Inns wow. and stuff like that. And, really? And, yeah. And, 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 you know, to walk in the gym 
with UTPA on your shirt and none of the kids respected and none of the other coaches respected. You know, that was just so disheartening and it was it was hard. But we was able to you know, win some games and kind of turn the program around. And, you know, but after that kid, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth. I say, man, I don't want to do this no more. I want to go back to, you know, uh, being with Main Streets because it was so hard to to get people to understand, you know, that what what we were trying to do. And we got the raw end of the stick. And um, so I was I just went back and, you know, and, and dug my feet back in, in in the community and started back doing the stuff that I did in the community and got Main Streets back going and. And I had a few opportunities from then, and then the ball came up. It was at home. I was able to stay home, and you know, and that was intriguing to me. So I took that job, and I was there four years, and you know, um, and you kind of know what happened there. And then I was I had a tough uh, choice, um, you know, staying on the staff or moving forward. And you know, I just thought moving forward at that time was the best thing for me um, and my family. So, um, and I didn't have no inkling or no none of that that this job would be open or available or anything like that but this is somewhere I always wanted to be you know what I'm saying even as a kid I want to play here I want to coach here you know coach Collins coach Coombs and seeing those guys when I was younger and they came over to UIC so I mean I've always had a connection to this university and just watching it on TV you know something that I wanted to do and then meeting Brad getting a feel for him he's he's a totally different dude than what people think you know they just think you he's know. just a a monster, you know, but he's one of the most soft and compassionate people off the court, like to do anything for you, you know? And um, so this was just a great opportunity for me. And that was just pretty much how I got here in a nutshell. Well, you know, I, I kind of know you personally and fans know that you and I talk a little bit. I'm going to tell you, or ask you, I guess, you know, you, and thanks for sharing that, you know, about, you know, your fan, you know, your family. Do you think that's why you work so hard? because of how hard you had to work in the upcoming that you had because things were given to you. A lot of times kids or, or people or adults are just given things and they don't work at it. But your work ethic, and I've been around the Illinois program for over 20 years now, it's unbelievable. And, I've, and obviously you've had some success and we'll talk about that in a minute. But do you think that's why your track record is so good because how, what happened to you when you were younger? You know what, Kev? I, um, kid, I just, I've been fortunate enough to – and when people – when I say I'm blessed, kid, people equate blessed with money. You know, uh, it, trust me, I've been through some stuff and I've had um, some encounters with some, some, some things and had some opportunities to go down the wrong uh, way or make the wrong turn. And I've been fortunate enough and blessed to, you know, not to do that. And for me, I've always tried to stay locked into the process and not even worry about the results of the process. And that was something my granny always told me, like, don't ever do anything for the money. So even when... I had to come here. Yeah, the money was good, but this was the best opportunity for me and my family. So you take the money out, this was still the best opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And right. um, and I always try to make decisions that way, kid, and not worry about, you know, what I'm trying to get to at the end. Just if you stay locked in the process, so I'm more of a process type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to stay locked in. And, and of course, you know what I'm saying? Coming from Henry Horner Projects and Rockwell Gardens, you know, I didn't I didn't have much growing up, you know what I'm saying? But but none of us did. You know, none of us really had fathers. So it was it was coming like that wasn't an excuse or a crutch. So none of my friends had dad. So that was that was the norm. You know what I'm saying? And and kid, a lot of people you know where we from kid. And I always try to change the narrative because we normalize a lot of stuff that ain't normal, you know, and um, people look at us totally different. But yeah. Definitely my work ethic comes from my granny and just, you know, and just being afraid to 
being afraid to fail, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, you can't be afraid. to." F-. No, I'm afraid to fail because I have my entire family and I got to change the, 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 the whole infrastructure of what we're doing. I got to be able to create, opp- create opportunities and leave structures in place for my kids and their kids when I'm gone. So I can't, I can't, I cannot take a day off. I cannot, you know, uh, rest. And, you know, sometimes kid, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I was just talking to my wife and, um, you know, I get tired, you know what I'm saying? Like I get tired sometimes and, but I try to stay locked in and understand that there's a, there's a greater goal and you're doing this for the right reason. So yeah, definitely my work ethic, you know, comes from, from granny and her just keeping me straight. And, and the crazy thing about a kid, like we didn't have none. We was broke, but I never really know. Like we was, fine. you know what I'm saying? We had food, right. you, we had clothes. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like we were straight, you know what I'm saying? Kids yeah. what situation where it's like, you know, oh, it's like we can't eat or nothing. No, it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're fine, you know? And and Granny always made sure we were straight and, and my auntie as well. But, you know, just, I, I just try to stay more so locked into like, like just outworking people, kid. Cause I know like people are not gonna work. Like they would rather take the elevator, the elevator and take the stairs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what's you know what's unique hearing you say that I did an article on you and I did one on Coach Ann Henry in the football program and I've never seen two guys that are so passionate and the way you guys don't take things for granted. And I can certainly, I'm not just saying this, you know, to make you feel good or just to make the fans think, okay, this is fluff fluff. When I talk to these basketball recruits, I'm going to tell you what you just said to the listeners out there. I can see why they want to be a part of what you have to offer because it's powerful. It's real. You're not fake. You're genuine. And a lot of parents want to hear that. A lot of recruits will tell me, you know, yeah, all the coaches say the same thing. But with you, it was different. When I talked to Sky Clark's family, totally different. Jeremy Fears is a kid that Illinois was recruiting, and I was close to him. That dude has all the respect in the world for you just because of who you are. And I guess it's pretty obvious, you know, why kids want to be here and why kids want to play for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it, that 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 takes time. And, you know, and, and the thing about that kid, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a real dude, and, you know, a pat on the back and a kick in the buck is six inches apart. So, you know, when it's when it's raining, I'm gonna tell you it's rain. You know, I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell you that. You know, so, and I think I've been fortunate enough for people to, you know, my reputation is good, and um, and through the relationships that I built, so I'm able to, you know, be real with people. And sometimes, you know, it it, it doesn't work with everybody, kid. And I can't recruit everybody. You know, what I'm saying I, I recruit a little bit different because, you know, the way I roll, kid, I can't recruit 20 people or 10 people. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good as phrase can recruit five or six people and, and, and be talking to 25 times a day to the, and phrase is a different type of cat. He's wired different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Me, yeah. I got to get two guys and I'm going to talk to their mama, their daddy, their AAU coach, the trainer, their girlfriend, the dog. <laughs> I'm going to talk to everybody that has something to do. And I'm going to know every single thing about this person. And then, and then you start to develop a real relationship, kid. And like, and it's, no, and, and honestly, kid, and if you're recruiting somebody and you're spending that much time on the phone and seeing them and talking to them, you're going to start to fall in love and love these kids, you know? Because yeah. if you don't care, you're not real. It's just a job. So um, I've been waiting for this opportunity my whole life, kid. And I knew that, you know, once once we was able to get here and everybody complained about what we didn't have, no, we have enough. We have enough here to be able to compete with anybody on any level, Duke, 
North Carolina, we have great resources. We have facilities. We have great people, good coaching. I mean, we can recruit, we can recruit with anybody. And like I told Tyler and Tyler, I tell you, when I see set in the office with me, I say, Tyler, we're going to be able to get top 25 kids. He looked at me like I was retarded. <laughs> and I say, Tyler, I say, no, Tyler, we're going to be able to recruit top 25 kids. And he thought I had three eyes. And, oh. and now, you know, just building a relationship with him, he understands how I move and how I work. Like, I'm not, I'm not going, no, I want to go in the same gym where Shire's sitting at. I want to go in the same gym where Juwan's sitting at. I don't want to go in the gym where Dayton at and, 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 and Ohio. No, I want to go where the big boys at because we can compete there. I'll tell you what, and, and you've done that. And that's what's so remarkable. And I know you've heard it. I know you may not be a big social media guy, but everybody knows. I mean, like I saw a list, I think a couple weeks ago, that had the top uh, 10 recruiters in the country. And I, I forget where I saw it. And I think you were fourth or fifth, you know, whether it be because of the kids you brought in or not. But you're exactly right. And that's what the fans think. You know, a lot of people who don't know a lot about Illinois basketball, you mentioned Luther Head and Dean Darren and those guys. Illinois basketball has a lot of rich history. And you get that. And, you know, in years, they were bringing in McDonald's All-American, you know, top 15 kids. And now you've changed the norm with that. You know, and having said that, you know, Illinois lost a lot of players. Isle's gone. Kofi's gone. And so now there's this new look that I've heard Coach Underwood talk about multiple times. What can the fans expect to see now with a bunch of guys? Like, you know, you obviously recruited, you know, some athletes, some athletic guys and guys like Ty Rogers who – you know, who are aggressive guys, they're, they, they're coming in with the mindset, we're going to change some things. We're going to keep doing the same things, but our attitude is going to be different. So what can the fans expect to see next year that's a little different without Kofi being in the middle? Um, you know, we're going we gonna to miss Big Fella. Ain't nothing, like, ain't nothing like walking on the court, getting 20 and 10 every day before you step on the court, I'll tell you that. And, and having that type of, you know, it's just a safety. Uh, you know, but what um, – what um, what, what you can expect from us this year? We're gonna play really, really fast. We're gonna have athletes. We're gonna get up in. We're gonna defend. We're gonna try to play really, really fast. Create extra opportunities with our defense. Sometimes trapping the post, picking up ninety-four feet, pressing, uh, getting in people. You know what I'm saying? You, you you'll be able to see guys like Dane running point. We'll, we'll have a lot, a lot of different looks, and um, and we'll be really, really dynamic. I think. One of the biggest things that we're trying to do, Ked, as a program is that, you know, for for us and for Brad, he's won the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Right. He's won the Big Ten Conference. You know, now we're trying to get past the first weekend in the tournament. We're trying to go to the Final Four. So we can't just recruit guys that's able to compete and play in the Big Ten. We had to get more athletic. We had to look more like Duke and North Carolina and, 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 and Houston. Those guys are long at every position they're switching everything they got guards that can get to the paint they got multiple guys that can run and jump and you know be really really athletic so i think that's where our mindset is now kid like we're not overlooking the big 10 or looking past the big 10 but we have to be able to compete on a national level we have to have the athletes and the roster to do that well you guys are putting the roster together i'm not going to go through every kid i want you to talk about two kids to you know for the listeners out there what can the fans expect to see from Dame Danger, number one, and what is expected or what can Coleman Hawkins do to take that next step? I think those are two guys that's, that we know that's going to be on campus right now. 
what they can bring to the table to help Illinois take that next step because their game is not like Kofi's and it's different. And I understand Kofi, I mean, not Kofi, excuse me, Coleman, you know, put, needs to put time into the gym to perfect his shot, you know, but Dane Danger on film looks amazing. Well, I can, uh, I'll start, I'll start with Coleman. Coleman's been here. He's paid his dudes. Uh, he's long. He's tough. He defends. He rebounds. He runs. He's dynamic. He can do a few different things. Uh, he has to get that shot better. He has to get that handle better. And he has to be a better finisher. So out of all three of those, he got to become really, really good at one of them and just sure up the other two areas. Uh, he could pass. He got a great feel for the game. He's a great offensive rebounder, a big-time on-ball defender. I mean, he has some intangibles right now that that's why the next level, you know, are, are, are have, have their eyes open on him and looking for him because some things he can do with his length. Um, he has a chance to be really, really good. Once he, once he you know, lock in and, and, and do what he's supposed to do, I think the sky's the limit for him. He's so dynamic. He can do so many different things. He makes us really, really good on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, just being a ball mover, being able to make shots, being able to penetrate. And then be able to being able to guard one through five, you know, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, he's dynamic. He's skilled, really, really skilled. Once he hone in and get a little stronger and and just live in the gym and live in the weight room, Coleman, Coleman, Coleman has a chance to be really, really good. And um, what you say, kid? I said that's good because you know what the fans see that. I mean, he's a fan favorite, and you can see those skills, and we've seen flashes of it. I mean, he's just not been consistent, but I know he personally is planning on making that difference and taking that leap next year. Absolutely. Now you get to a kid like Dane Dane Danger. I think um, he's probably the most underrated guy in the group that people talk about, kid. Um, <laughs> And I don't want to say this because people are going to think I'm a little crazy. He'd probably be the best, one of the, the best guy on our roster all around. Wow. He can, he, he's capable of running a point, and he's, he can score on a post with ease. He can go right, he can go left. He's a really good athlete, has a great feel for the game, can pass. Like, offensively, we're going to use him a little bit as Draymond, like let, let him run some point and, you know, have those other guys off the ball and running actions for them, for them guys. He sees the flow really, really well. He can handle it. He can pass. Um, moves his feet really, really well. Um, and offensively, I'm telling you, kid, like you're, like you're, you, you, we're gonna miss Kofi. But I guarantee you, when you guys see Dane Danger working the post, you're gonna be like, wow, I haven't seen nothing like this in college basketball in a long time. His feel for scoring, his feel for getting to the right hand, left hand touch, like he has. A, you'll see it. He has as great a chance as anybody as being one and done in this program right now. Wow. That's good to hear. I know a lot of fans, you know, are excited to see him play. And I am too, because like I said, the video footage you see, and it's a lot different than games. I mean, he looks like he can do multiple different things, which is why I know a lot of the national media doesn't understand and know what you guys are going to look like next year and then bringing a guy like him. And then you talk about being underrated. Let me ask you my last question is this for the fans. What is it going to be like for the freshmen to come in? The transfer portal has changed college basketball, but now you're going to have to try, not just you guys, but a lot of coaches across the country are going to have to try to get some of these freshmen to say, hey, you're going to be sitting behind guys that are 20, 21 years old. How tough is that going to be to try to sell to some of these kids? 
I mean, last year we kind of ran into that, you know what I'm saying, with guys like R.J., Luke, and Pods. Those guys was, was talented enough to play. And you, as you can see, Coach, he rolled with R.J. and Luke down the stretch, especially in the Houston game. And, um, you know, it's hard to do that when you got guys that's 22, 23, and 24 years old and Trent and, and Plummer and Monte and Jake. Those guys experience alone, you know, uh, they'll be able to be on the floor because you can de- you can depend on them. And as a coach, we always say we we can't depend on nobody that's not dependable. So the age, you know, that that helps a lot and that makes them, you know, m- more ready to go. But I tell you one thing about the guys we got coming in, we expect those guys to play from day one. Um, and the, in a normal situation, yeah, you'll have some older guys, but we expect those guys to be main contributors into what we're doing from day one. Those guys, we, we didn't recruit over them. They're going to be able to play. They're going to take their lumps early. They're going to do some stuff that you're going to shake your head and scratch your head. But I guarantee you this, kid, once they figure it out, six, seven games in, or we get into the conference, those guys are going to be really, really good moving forward. And, uh, and, and, and that was another piece that we kind of focused on, you know, some dynamic guards that could do multiple things because we was blessed with guards like Trent last year and Plummer. And, you know, you, you probably won't see another guy like Plummer in a while, you know, right. that can just make a shot. And, um, but these guys are really, really dynamic with the ball. They can handle, they can get to the rim. They, they're tough. They're, they're more of not the traditional big team guards. They're more of those guards under the lineage of the D Browns, the Luther heads, the Deron Williams, the guys that can go get their own shots and, uh, and then they can play with each other. And you got a guy like Ty, that's, that's the ultimate glue guy. He's more of a point guard than anybody on the roster. So, um, you know, just figuring out ways for him to be effective because his feel for the game is phenomenal. He can guard one through five. Um, he's tough. He rebounds, he passes. And you got uh, Jaden can score, like big-time score. Sincere is a big-time scoring athlete. And you got a guy like Scott, you know, his resume is his resume. So we're really, really excited about those guys. We expect those guys to be main contributors, Ken. And we're going to live with some of those mistakes early. But I'm knowing once they get into December and once they continue to move forward, Ken, those guys are going to be hard to, 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 to keep off the court. Well, one thing I like about them, and this is a positive, I love the attitude. They got that swag to them that a lot of kids don't have, and I've not seen a lot of that at Illinois. I saw a glimpse of it a little bit from RJ last year because some people look at that as a negative. I see it as a positive because one of the times I talked to Ty Rogers and he talked about, hey, you know, we're different. We're built different and we're made different. We're going to continue this tradition and we're going to make Illinois continue to be successful. Tim, I got to be honest with you, this is one of the best – interviews I've had on my podcast. I'm going to make sure I market this because not just about your, your personal life, how you got started, your knowledge of the game is fascinating. I cannot thank you enough for joining me on my show today. Fans, if you subscribe to Kedge Recruiting Roundup, we'll have information for you all year long. Make sure you get to AlinaGuys.com um, for more information about recruiting on all Illinois athletics. Tim, again, I can't thank you enough, man. And Keep grinding, man, because, you know, your work is definitely noticeable, not just with the Illinois fans, but all across the country as well. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me, man. You know, anything I can do to, you know, when you call, I'm going to answer, man. I might be a little late sometimes, but, you know, kid, I'm I'm, I'm coming for you, dog. I, I knew you before this, and I'm comfortable with you, man. And, you know, and it's just like having a real conversation. It's just, <laughs> just for the world, you know, <laughs> I talk anyway, so. I, I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you. Yep, thank you.